0: Hello, and welcome to the path of me. That was my dog, Guts, just running down the stairs. Who makes an appearance now and then. Um, my name is Wendy Hutchinson, and my guest today is a, a fellow, Marconics energy practitioner. I'm really excited to share her story. Her name is Laura Lee McCarthy. Welcome, Laura Lee. Thanks for coming in with me today. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Good. Yeah, How are you? I'm so excited to have you here. So I've been watching Laura Lee literally transform her life. And when I mean transform, literally outside, inside, just a complete incredible transformation. She's undergone a spiritual transformation, a physical transformation. I don't know how much weight you've lost, but girl, lost. <laughs> 200 pounds. You have lost 200 pounds. That is incredible. And I mean, there's just so much to your story. Let's just get right to it. So I know that um, you're a product of a family that had some addiction in it. And with that, of course, comes all of the fun um, byproducts of that, right? Probably a lot of emotional. Massive
1: addictive personality.
0: Right, right.
1: Early age, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, and then um, you were going pretty hard as a teen, and it sounds like around 19 something happened that got you to shift and think you wanted to seek sobriety. What What was that? That kind of got um, you into recovery.
1: What got me into recovery was um, I had met it was it was a divine connection, and I had met a gentleman where i worked and he recommended that i go into treatment and i had no idea what that even meant Mm -hmm. but but i knew that i didn't want to live the way i was living anymore and Mm -hmm. so therefore i was willing to do whatever i was always willing to do whatever it took to get myself to the best place possible so um so i did i went into treatment at 19 and i got into recovery and the recovery process there was Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that helped me. It helped me to reprogram the program that I already had because the program that I grew up with was pretty distorted. Right. And so uh, it's
0: hard to see too, because when you're in it, it's hard to see it. Yes, if you're living it. That's your norm. Even know like there's another way to be, or react, you know, maybe have relationships with people because all you know is what you see. Right, and since I was young,
1: I always, I always knew that there was more to this life. Mm -hmm. What meets the eye, like I always, I was always able to, I always saw things. I always, I was definitely a different child. I was when I was little and and that stopped at a really early age I'd say like seven I think and um, so many so much of my my truth and my inner magic got suppressed really quick and really early when I was young
0: you kind of just shut it down probably probably a survival tool yeah, exactly. a lot of people kind of start to dim their light and like start to bury and suppress their truth because what they're seeing is if hey, that's not acceptable here, I mean, I can't really be me here, I just need to survive this, you know, exactly. tangible. I, I need to survive the day, I can't be out astral traveling and like dreaming
1: in a world of people that are not being themselves, <laughs>
0: right. right foreign so and you kind of know it
1: but i think you're observing it and you're like oh that's what i
0: need to do to survive in this world mm-hmm. i need to play this game and that's the role i need to play so there you go right one thing leads yeah. to another you end up kind of partying really hard and then going through recovery which you know i think i believe that people who have gone through recovery are so incredibly spiritual because in order to do that, you have to actually do your inner work. You're excited to do the inner work. And you know, there's all oh, people on the outside judging like, oh, so and so is in recovery. It's like, yeah, and they're probably doing a lot more inner work than you are, the person who's sitting outside judging that, you know? So that's probably was yeah. the pivotal part.
1: Yeah, there's that whole stigma
0: it, there, there was a lot.
1: There was a lot to me going into recovery. There's a lot of the program of AA, which was beautiful because a lot of it takes you into yourself. Like it, 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 the people there, I felt like I had a hard time there as well because I would feel like a lot of the people there didn't do what they said. Right. But the words that they said made sense to me,
0: right. so I would
1: do. Asked to apply them
0: to myself yeah so it was serving a purpose
1: yeah it definitely served a purpose. it really
0: sounds to me like you have an excellent bullshit meter yeah <laughs> like you can look around and be like huh you're talking the talk yeah. they're not walking the talk you know it, it had to live on this planet for a long time <laughs> yeah that must have been so hard you know it must have been so hard for you internally to be working Through this, also what I know is, when you start to change, it triggers people around you. So all of a sudden, you're not engaging in those same behaviors. All of the people who are that are in your family or friends circle start to feel threatened by that, and that is its own crazy dynamic, right? All of a sudden, people are starting to you're starting to reflect to them maybe what they should be doing. Yeah. Not so there's all kinds of emotional crap that happens through that process that's not necessarily supportive, right? Right. Yeah. And I, I honor you for making it.
1: Funny you bring up the, the people around you because my mother, uh, my mother was a raging alcoholic my whole life. And after I got into recovery, I was about to sober. And um, there was a part of me that was like, I have to stay here. I knew I had to stay there, but it wasn't just for me. And I had a big cookout at my mother's house. I asked her if I could have a cookout. And I, I, didn't, I was 19, 20 years old. I had no idea what I was doing. So right. I decided to bring flyers and bring them to all the AA meetings. Oh, my God. Did you have, like, a 1,000 people show up? Over 300 sober people showed up at this cookout. My mother could not drink from that day forward. What?
0: Are Better you Serious? Recovery for
1: 20, 22. I think 22 years.
0: Okay, that was no accident, for one thing, and that is so incredible. It I get, be
1: yeah. your actions and you getting better is uh, absolute truth. My mother is total proof of that.
0: Lauralee, that is so. The divine, cosmic plan around
1: that is so incredible. It <gasps> was amazing. That is such
0: an awesome story. That was changing. That's what, that
1: was forever was to help people to be in recovery. And I um, I got a job working at a detox. And oh, I was fantastic. Homeless. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I really
0: feel like you go through things in your life so that we can gift and share our experiences and, and extend a hand and help pull others through, right? We have yeah. to kind of go through a lot of deep suffering and do all our inner work so that we can turn around and and extend a hand and, with compassion and um, mm-hmm. truth, right? Yeah. To help other people come through. So that's that's such a beautiful story, I love that. So I know you always kind of had this light inside of you. As you started to come back to yourself, I know there were some pivotal moments in your life um, Obviously, recovery was one of them. And then you kind of had this long period where you were learning to love yourself, but around 33, you know, you, you made a little shift. So tell me a little bit about that. About 33,
1: um, so I off the recovery wagon at point after my brother goes and i got really angry and the chain of events that had followed i ended up i ended up reverting back to my known, my comfort zone on my my suffering and knowing that that's what works for me and my survival so end up getting diagnosed with mental health issues and Severe ADHD and borderline personality disorder and mental health issues that most people don't really climb out of. I I chose to accept them. I went on disability. And um, did you feel
0: those were accurate? Those diagnoses or were they just a product of the suffering that and the behaviors that were exhibited because of the suffering? It
1: is Absolutely. I don't. I don't believe
0: Like I, I just feel like that was a misdiagnosis, but. I don't yeah. know your
1: story, so totally. So yes, it was definitely, definitely misdiagnosis. Yeah, it was what was needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Because once I knew that there was an actual thing wrong with me, then I could figure out how to fix me.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, so that's where the, the challenge became good. But I, I didn't want to live my whole life. I didn't want to live on this planet. And then at some point they told me that it was suicidal. I never felt like it was suicidal. I never felt that it was wrong that I didn't want to live on this planet until it was drilled into me and drilled into me. And then
0: and then as I got older,
1: you know, it, it stuck. The programming stuck. But um, but um at 33, I, I decided I wanted to live. I, I had gone a couple of days. I, I wanted to get off my meds. I, um, I had met my wife, we were raising kids and I, I didn't, I just, I didn't want to keep living in the darkness anymore. Yeah. If I stay here and I was going to live on this planet, I, I wanted to do it the best I possibly could.
0: That's a and, huge uh, shift in mindset. That's a huge shift.
1: Yes. And I'll tell you, I know most people like the drugs and the what, what not are no good and they're so bad and whatnot, but I'll tell you, it's what saved me. It literally saved me. The, the Adderall that I used to take for the ADHD, it ended up, it flipped itself. It didn't work just like any other addiction, just like anything that I've, I have an addictive personality. So I become addicted to anything that made me feel good temporarily right. and it flips itself. But um, but it took me to my, my spiritual self a lot. I, I would invert, I would be alone. And it would help me to get to that place, and I knew that there was a better part of me because of that. So You're able after, to kind of
0: silence the mind and get to a place where you could be centered and connected, which is probably something that hadn't been available to you before.
1: Maybe. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, that, so I knew that 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 there was a truth to me. I knew that I could do much better than what I. So and I knew that I knew that it wasn't working anymore and I knew that I needed to stop I knew I needed to come off the mental health medication. I knew I needed to come off of everything. I did it properly. I did it the way that they recommended. Um it served its purpose for me and then before so I made this agreement with myself at 33 because it had been 3 days that I'd woken up and I liked living.
0: That's huge.
1: Yes, and I was like, all right, I can do this. If I'm gonna feel like this, and I'm not gonna to wanna to not be here, then I'll definitely, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do the best I can.
0: So That's I quit huge.
1: I quit the drinking, I quit the drugs. I didn't well, really drink. I, I, I quit it all. Wow. So it was a whole year in my bed. And my new addiction was food. Not that it wasn't always an addiction piece, but it wasn't as bad until
0: then. So food The right. tough thing about addiction is when you release one, there's always one right behind it. So you trade—I don't know, maybe you trade alcohol for sweets, or you trade, you know, cigarettes for ADD meds, or you trade ADD meds for. I mean, there's always something like kind of once going out but there's something right behind it until we can heal our emotional body right our, our story change our story
1: yeah yeah so that was so that was that and one addiction to the next i became i was i ended up being 430 pounds
0: oh, that's okay. incredible
1: <laughs> but being in bed that year safety too not being able to do anything not being able to go out well because i found meditation I started YouTube and meditation. I started making agreements with myself that I wasn't going to beat myself up. I wanted to change behaviors and I started talking to my guides and trusting yeah. that. I was. So I would be like, all right, so I'll be talking to the ascended masters or I'd be talking to spirit guides and had a lot of family members that passed away. So I would be like, all right, help me get to this place or I'm going to trust that you're going to guide me to the right counselor and stuff like that. So things like that started happening. I'm getting and then I'd, emotional. And then I get
0: issues. I'm, in I'm getting emotional hearing your story. I knew it. I knew it. Right before I started this interview, right before I had this intuition, you better get a Kleenex box, because here we go. Now I'm getting, now I'm starting to get emotional around your story, but go ahead and keep going.
1: This is- <laughs> Crying, <laughs> you keep telling so, your story. So I started seeing and having tangible evidence. And mm-hmm. this, to me, this would, you know, it, like it sparked my soul a little bit more. It, it yeah. lit my life a bit more. And it made me start to trust a little bit more that we really can do this. There really is more of this. I was right. It's okay. I did this. I, I stayed this long for a reason.
0: Right. Right. And
1: then I would go to counselor, and I met this woman, and she was a holistic counselor, and she didn't deal with medication, and she was into crystals, and she was into all that stuff that I So wanted. like
0: this perfectly aligned person gets dropped into your life, or guided, I would say, right? And you followed. it sounds like you, you know, through that cathartic year of healing, and I mean inner healing, you're still eating a lot, but you were doing so much soul growth and so much healing on the inside that people couldn't really see on the outside. It took some linear time for the outside to catch up and reflect the inside, right? But how awesome that you found the absolute person that you needed to find.
1: It was so perfect. Everything, it, it just, everything just continued to fall into place. The journey, I, I look back still and I feel like it took me a long time Mm-hmm. But all the time that it did take was so necessary. Each component, each part, each, every single day,
0: every single like there day. There was no
1: wrong turn, right? It was like you had to be exactly
0: in that space to heal some aspects of yourself in order to take the next step and go to the next place, right?
1: These aspects of myself. There was so much of myself that I didn't really
0: want, I was fearful to release a lot. Of course, of course.
1: That's your, since
0: childhood, I feel that we take on so many programs and mindsets and stories in our childhood that define us. At, at the, and, and just think about it. Maybe we're six or seven and we're learning to self-soothe because of some trauma or something that's happened. We're six or seven, like we really don't have the tools or skills or coping mechanisms at that age, but we build a story, we build behaviors of survival. And then here we are, you know, 36 years later or 30 years later, still trying to use these same coping mechanisms that we
1: attach to as
0: children. So for you to recognize that and just to self just connect to self and trust your guidance this is so powerful what was that unfolding like for you that silence that meditation that connection to your your guides how
1: did that present to you in the beginning the um, uh, oh, how did the how did the meditation present to yeah you? just you know
0: going inward how did that Expand and lead to you connecting to your guides. I'm
1: trying to think, I know. I mean, Absolutely. I don't. I got they got a sort of program already in my head from going mm-hmm. to so long. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot that I learned there, and I think the meditation aspect is what kept coming to me as I knew I wanted to start getting better. So it was like meditating. You know, I get like I get little streams of
0: downloads.
1: Yes. Exactly. I would get downloads. I would, I would follow them on Google search meditation and then YouTube videos would pop up and I'm like, yes. Okay. So this is easy. And then I was like, my head was way too messy to do any kind of regular straight meditation. So I had to do guided meditation mm-hmm. and the guided meditation helped. They got me and then i learned mantra meditations and the mantras helped me to reprogram the. Thought so you kept
0: process. elevating a little bit and a little bit so what you were doing basically is quieting and silencing your mind and soul enough to get a little guidance a little prompt a little nudge somewhere and then you followed it yes. right and so would you say that the key to this unfolding was allowing yourself to get into a place where you can actually hear or receive the information.
1: Absolutely. I, I, um, I remember sitting with myself at the very end of all the medication and the drug use. And I just sat and I made this agreement with myself. and And it, and it was like, like I made a contract with myself, like an actual agreement. And I was like, all right, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it the best we're gonna ever do it, ever. There's gonna be no falling off, there's gonna be no, there's gonna be no beating yourself up, because uh, my my self abuse, my self destruction, my... my
0: That mental uh, ego story is what you're talking about.
1: Yes, is always what would take me back to that Suffering comfort zone And you know the suffering comfort zone was always a beautiful place because you always reward yourself with cupcakes and ice cream in bed After you're suffering.
0: I mean, right so, get any better than that
1: right?
0: <laughs> Except, except I wanna- End up being 400 pounds <laughs> There's that little side effect And it's taken
1: me uh two days to mow the lawn out back because I can only do
0: strips at a time. I'm like, all right, maybe this isn't working out. Oh my gosh. So this yeah. is an incredible story. So I'm just curious, you know, after, after having that, gifting yourself that year or having that year, maybe, maybe at the time you didn't realize it was a gift because you were, you were really basically in bed kind of going through everything you needed to emotionally.
1: Once you unpacked all that,
0: what came next?
1: I went from we moved to Plymouth, Massachusetts, and um, I I knew I needed to start doing more. I I was ready. I was emotionally ready for the next level, and um, so I decided I'd go back to AA meetings. And when I came to Plymouth, I I started hitting a couple of different meetings and. It was okay. I was like, well, I know that this worked in the past, so I'm just going to feel it out for a little while. And at one specific step meeting that I went to, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a full step meeting. It was just one that we read, and everybody went around and talked. There was a few people there that were great. It, it aligned with me. So that's what that's what I ended up doing. I was doing that, and I was still doing the meditation and all that stuff, and then. I started looking for because I was embarrassed to even go outside. I was I would sit in a meeting and I would be horrified about what people were thinking of me or what like, because I was huge. Of course, of course, I was so uncomfortable and I was so insecure. Of course, and people were so kind to me. So oh. I was like, all right I, I, all right, I can do this. I can do this. People, were I, love that. I love that. I love that they
0: supported you. That's so great.
1: It, it, me. and then, and my guides were so great. I met a gentleman that um he didn't have a license and he needed rides to meetings, and I didn't like going by myself, I was so needy. <laughs> so, so it's so, perfect, yeah. And he would call me all the time, he's like, Can you give me a ride to a meeting? I'm like, Yep, on my way. So, oh, that's yes. so great, it out amazing. And um, um, he's such a great friend now. He it's just he got sober 10 days after me,
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. And
1: and then that worked out perfect. So then I did that for um, a year or so. And during that year, I knew that they were, I needed more. I needed mm-hmm. more. still the meditation, all the stuff that just I just needed more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: you know, my behaviors
1: would stop popping up again, and I'd be like, oh, I feel bad about myself. I'm like, I can't do that. I made the agreement. We're not allowed to do this. And but I, I at least had a little network now that I could talk to A support network. And also, I think,
0: you know, we're, we're always eternally healing. And there's yep. another layer.
1: Yes, always.
0: There's so much work. But you know what? There's always another layer to peel back. And, and the layer can only peel back, be peeled back, if we are triggered or we engage
1: in a behavior that's
0: going to create a situation that allows us to look at ourselves and go, hmm, there it is again. I've got more work to do around that. So we need to really look at these situations where we perceive that we're kind of backsliding or failing or whatever it is and look at it like an opportunity. Yes, exactly. judgment out of it and just observe it and go, okay, what does this really mean for me? And how can I respond to this? How can I do better?
1: Yes, and, and, I
0: and
1: I look back and I look at my spiral upward and every time I get to the behavior or I, I see it again, it's not as intense as it was before. And the lesson is different. So it gets lighter and lighter every time.
0: Yeah, like it's just kind of like, we just slowly kind of peel the layers and layers and layers, and then eventually you peel that last layer. He
1: transcended that issue. Yep. So my last Don't lock on. So I'll let you know. But (laughs) (laughs) so yeah. So the AA, and then so that worked, and then uh, so because that wasn't enough, I sought out outside meditation, different types of meditation, and it was dead of winter, and I was it the the meetup. I went on the meetup. I didn't even know how I knew about Meetup. You know, I just, I guess I was just guided, or I Google searched it or whatever. You know, I, I allowed my guides to take me everywhere. Yeah. They gave me more results, so I would always kick in with my guides. And then my guides would let me know that they're there even when I wasn't even asking them. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yes, I can do that. I forgot. <laughs> so yeah. Team and
0: so you're kind of, of just stuff. getting downloaded different ideas, guided to different groups, guided to different websites, guided to different books, knowledge, information, and the beautiful thing is you knew to follow that. Oh, yes. And, so and a key to this journey is really following the prompts, right? Pay attention. Follow the prompts. Follow the guidance. Don't ignore it. Exactly.
1: For a reason. Right? <laughs>
0: Those are the most important pieces that get to the next level.
1: Well, that got me to the next level anyway.
0: Yeah. So when did you decide to take this um, weight issue on? That was a huge thing to tackle.
1: So I, I, I'll take the meetup, sorry. Oh, yeah. So uh, um, I went to, there was a kundalini meditation at the Shanti Shala, and it was on a TV. So I was like, I got somebody from AA to go with me. Because I couldn't go by myself, but I'm like, I want to do. I, I had to do, it. I had to do it, and so I went to this kundalini meditation in the teepee, and it's incredible for It was completely self-changing, life-changing, and everything. Just this one meditation in teepee, what? The breath of God. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it was incredible, and I being 430 pounds trying to get into the TV was not an <laughs> easy <problem. laughs> like Indian style on the floor, it was so uncomfortable. like, I don't care, I'm doing it. And I oh my god, I did it! I did it with everything I had, and I floated out of that TV. And uh wow. And the only Shanti Shala there, she became my best friend, and she helped to guide me through so much like she, she would allow me she, i went in um i went for guided meditations gong meditations healing meditations i allowed myself to get a massage and allowed my body to be touched and all all kinds of things happened through that because i allowed myself to be guided i allowed my guides i trusted my guides to bring me the right people this is shanti and so that i trust what is that? No, is sh- so I'm talking about my friend
0: Donnell from the oh, okay. Shanti. Yeah, I hadn't met Shanti yet. Okay, so when I met Shanti, I was like, Oh, well, I already got your name tattooed in my ass. <laughs> As a sign, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, I-
1: <laughs> so this
0: so this meditation was life-changing meeting this woman was life-changing she really started to expand you it sounds like awakening you in ways that you probably couldn't have gotten to on your own
1: maybe. yes and I, and I and i was i was able to become extremely vulnerable with her and i started trusting myself in so many different ways and and, and it was it was it was a safe relationship it was a healthy relationship There was like healthy boundaries it was it, it was just it was so so divine and so amazing and it's exactly what i needed right yeah so um so then i was like all right i can't do this weight thing anymore and my wife had had this before 10 years before i did my mother had it 30 years ago wow yeah so um I was like, all right, I'll just do it, I'm gonna do it. I just just knew that it was time, I was ready to do it. Um, I I I didn't want to carry the weight anymore. And I thought that it was gonna fix I thought it was gonna fix the weight problem. It did not fix the
0: weight problem. Here we go, another layer of emotional stuff we gotta look at, right? Another layer of self-discovery and work. A magical like,
1: and classes and all that stuff. And so I go and I have my stomach cut out and I'm like wooha yay I am on a liquid diet for a while I lost like 60 pounds like really fast I lost 60 pounds and I was feeling excited like this is great and then I started learning how to eat cupcakes <laughs> like, those not turn cupcakes, they keep coming back. <laughs> I was like the cupcake heaven and then it became donuts. Oh <laughs> gosh. And so I learned I learned how to eat what I wanted to eat. It took me all day to eat a cupcake, but I figured it out. After six months after that and so um and therefore you're not losing much weight. Right. And, then, uh, and then I met another friend that was like, Oh, I'm going to the gym. Can you give me a ride to the gym? And I'm like Okay, I can really ride to the gym and I started going to the gym with him. So, like, I, again, guided. Right. Guided, just allowing myself my process. So, um, I just, and I and i went with it. So, I started losing some weight again because I was going to the gym and I'm going, and I'm doing all the things. I'm starting to feel better about myself. I'm doing all, a whole bunch of different things. I'm, I'm feeling all the aspects of myself that need yes. healing. Yes. So, um, but I still didn't, the food addiction thing, because there's still that whole addiction element period of never. so how'd you get
0: your, wrap your, your, how'd you get a handle on that? How did you wrap your mind around that? Because it takes a lot to recognize the pattern, especially when you're working out, you're seeing some weight loss, you're, you know, you're seeing progress, um, in your life. So what took you back to the realization that, okay, I still need to really look at this piece. I
1: kept seeing the pattern that everything was emotional and behavioral. Emotional, behavioral, emotional, behavioral. So any kind of emotion I felt, I wanted to eat. Mm -hmm. So therefore, my behavior would be to eat. And before it would be, I was emotional, so I would get high. Or right. I was emotional, so I'm gonna start drama, and I'd be addicted to drama, or I'd be addicted right. to anger. You know what? Like right. It was all of it. So it was just the uh, emotional behavior, emotional behavior. So that and kept
0: presenting over and over, and you're like, okay, there's here's the cat.
1: Yeah, figured out. So yeah. I um. So just just learning to love myself was the biggest and hardest task ever because loving myself is foreign i don't even know what that is i don't even know what that means i'm like all right i want to love myself but what do you mean like what what does that even mean like what do i do do i do i put cream on my feet like do i well like what do i do to love myself i'm going to meetings i'm i'm doing all these things that i'm supposed to be doing but how do i love myself like oh maybe like take a nice hot bath or what it was like it was everything but to love myself
0: on a soul level what is
1: my emotional instability is what mm-hmm. it was when my emotions arose wow. I learned to love myself through each emotion no matter what it was allow myself to be that emotion
0: that's so huge to sit to sit with it
1: to sit with But not just to sit, but to love myself through. Because to sit with it was still something. Yeah. But to love myself through it was completely different. It was like, like for instance, I'll I'll give you a finale. For instance, like I I was driving the other day and I was like sobbing about 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 a behavior of my own in a relationship aspect mm-hmm. and it was an attachment aspect and a relationship thing mm-hmm. and so I was crying about it and at the same time as I'm crying about it now I'm not like resisting it I'm, like, oh, it's okay like I can hear my higher self loving myself yes yes it's so beautiful instead of you know what I mean so it's almost
0: like offering yourself compassion like you would be comforting a friend, but you're comforting yourself, right? It's like that was it, right?
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was very compassionate with my friends. I love my friends. I, I, in my friends were always my world. I, I always wanted to fix them, and I always wanted to. Yeah.
0: So many people, I think, give so much of themselves away, and they lose themselves. Yes. We need to actually love ourselves, which is the underlying theme of our whole conversation today. It's
1: about how do we come back and
0: give ourselves everything that we're giving away.
1: Yes. Yes. And and that's and that's a huge part of my life. I I, uh, I love, love everybody else. But only thing you love people to the depth that you love yourself. I I strongly do that. I, mean, I, I the human love that I could give away was amazing, but it always Came back to me in disappointment on some level because my love for you, I would still have an expectation. So it's conditional, you. right? There's a little bit of a
0: conditional giving.
1: Absolutely. Yes, it's a lot of conditional.
0: <laughs> but, once, but once we start to love ourselves and we become whole and complete,
1: it expands.
0: So our soul and we're whole and complete, we're able to give in such a different way we can give this unconditional love which is so powerful because there's no expectation there's no attachment it's just like i'm giving to you because i honor you i love you and we're we're connected it's a different level of giving and sharing and uplifting people around us you know yeah fill our hearts and fill our souls and heal completely so that's so beautiful that you got into this place
1: it's amazing it's amazing to be able to be in a place like that and with in loving people without attachment that was what's been, what's been was- so incredible
0: watching you though is this you you set goals and then you achieve them so i remember seeing this post like all of a sudden you decided i'm gonna run a 5k okay i see this post on facebook I'm going to run a 5K, but, and it's in three weeks, but I haven't even, like... <laughs> I, haven't I haven't even it. walked a mile, I haven't even walked a mile. How am I going to do this? I don't know, but I signed up for this race, so I want to do it, you know? I was like, oh my gosh, she's incredible. And you just started getting up and moving, like, every day, pushing yourself, and then you did it. I'm so proud of you. So
1: awesome, thank you. Was so that
0: was so awesome. Like, that is just one... Small piece of how determined you are. How when you put your mind to something, you can achieve it. Yeah. And just seeing you do that was so cool. It was so cool. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you have come so far. You have, if you look back at everything you've been through in your life, it all brought you right here. But look at how powerful you are. What you have accomplished. To lose over two hundred pounds, to heal all the wounds of your past i mean there's always more that we're excavating and healing of course yeah
1: but you've come how your journey is just so all the way to the mountaintops (laughs) and the mountaintops of oregon is where i went actually and i being up in the mountaintops of oregon this was last july right before i had met shanti and um and I was just up there and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So like, my, I was flooded with joy and gratitude that I, I made it that far. I'm like, oh my God, like I, I did an eight mile hike on a mountain. Like that was completely unheard of. And I, I almost died, not really, but I could have not. What? <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding, I didn't really almost die, but I kept saying I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> So long and so hard for me to do.
1: Right. So, but um but I was like but being on the mountaintops and walking through those trails and looking over the ocean and just feeling the incredible everything, everything was just incredible. It was so magical. I was like, Oh my god, like how did I get here? I can't I'm so so grateful that I didn't give up. I'm yeah. So grateful throw my towel in permanently because a simple breath was magical and that was something coming from where I came from yeah like I, I like it was just unbelievable and um, you know I always I always had a thing with relationships relationships was a thing for me but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you how I met Chompy Now you gotta know. Yeah. Which brought me to walk my... Yes. Yeah. From the mountaintop. Okay. Because I had to have my vibration that high in order to get to that place. Right. Phone. This app keeps popping up. The P app. It's a dating app. And I'm like, yeah, that's a no. That's a <laughs> no. And I even say like I literally. I jacked it off of Facebook, I don't want to see this ad, it's ridiculous, blah, 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 and then, there it is again. (laughs) There it is again, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I waited until I got home, and when I got home, it popped up again, but then there was a feeling, need to do it, now. And I'm like, okay, whatever, let's go, we'll roll with it. Now, I... I had this picture-perfect idea of what I I thought uh, I wanted. So, I went on, I created my thing, my, what is it? Profile. Yeah, I created my profile, and within 24 hours, there's Shanti. (laughs) Okay, now her name on the thing wasn't Shanti. My name was Peace Lover, and hers was something about a god. And I looked up her name on, I Googled the name, and I was like, oh my God, you would to be kidding me. So then I looked at her picture, and then I looked at her profile, and I'm like, this has to be a joke. <laughs> Wendy, had I written on paper, I know why, it was exactly the words I would have written on paper. Stop like, oh, it. I, I, I kid you, I screenshotted it, I sent it to my friends, and I'm like, dude, this got to be a joke. So we were talking a little bit, and I, I, I didn't even believe that she was real like. I didn't, I didn't right? believe it. So I was like, you know what, why do you get me on Facebook? My name's Larley McCarthy. She goes, okay, my name is Shanti. I damn near fell off my chair. Like, are you kidding me. So Shanti means peace, and my name on the thing was Peace Lover.
0: Right.
1: So in my mind, I've gone.
0: Unless you have the tattoo, by the way.
1: This one? Her name. Tattooed on my arm? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, all this all this great stuff. So I start talking, and I'm like, oh my God, this, this is this is real life. Like I, I was like in awe, completely in awe. And then she sends me the Myconics thing. She goes, check this out and let me know if it resonates with you and so i said the second i open it i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not it, i'm like oh my god does it resonate i think maybe but there was still a piece of me that was like mm, i didn't know that i would it would really work because that energy healing thing I, it was very weird for me i feel like as though like my vibration was always too high and that when I would go for energy healing and stuff. It didn't
0: feel great because the vibration of the energy being run on you was lower than where you were. So it's kind of like, actually, I feel worse now. <laughs>
1: for a while, I was like, I was certified. I knew I wanted to do energy healing. I knew it. But not sure what
0: modality. I have that caduceus
1: of my arm. Mm-hmm. I bought, it. I bought it a couple years ago because I knew that I would be doing energy healing on some level. I just had no idea what it was going to be. And I I really thought it was going to be Reiki because Reiki or integrated energy therapy. Well, that was
0: something that's very common. So that's the first thing you think of, right? But Marconics is such a different kind of modality. You know, we're an ascension modality and we're both practitioners. So I love that you found Marconics and it resonated for you and it's unbelievable.
1: And so my first, so I booked a session with Shanti because part of me wanted to meet her and part Mm -hmm. of me wanted a session. (laughs) So here we go over to Shanti's for my first session. So I was like, I'll I'll book a no touch just to see if it resonates really. Mm -hmm. So book a no touch. It was amazing. I walked into Shanti's house and I knew I was home the second I walked into Shanti's house. I never felt home. I never knew what home even felt like until I walked into her house. That's amazing. The second time I felt like I was home was the day I walked into the intensive training.
0: Which wasn't too long ago.
1: That's right. That was just in February. So I had my no touch session. And then I, because I have become so aware of myself over the next two weeks after the no touch session, I, um, I saw what a huge difference my thought process was, my energetic feel, like everything was so different. And then I started coming down, and I'm like, I need a recal. Right. I don't know what a recal is, but I need it. <laughs> it needs to be plugged in permanently. I need to be plugged in. I cannot live without it. I knew it just had to be. So we booked my recal. Yeah, and I went and did my week out. One of the words the the first words that Shanti ever said to me was, I'm gonna teach you the difference between attachment and connection. Let me tell you she taught me real quick. <laughs> so bomb. It was good. So anyway, learning that I get lost in between the whole connection thing with She got
0: recalibrated
1: so I got recalibrated I come home after after my recalibration There was the 24-hour period I'd come home and I just laid with myself and I sat with myself and the feelings and allowed myself to go through it was it was it was the most incredible magical experience I've ever had in my life like I I don't even know how to I don't even know how to put words to it. It was just unbelievable. And this was after the first recap. I didn't even leave my I couldn't even leave my room. And I couldn't wait to go back to go finish the second, second half of one. the recap. Yeah. Um, so I had gone back and I finished the second half and my life has ascended in such a rapid case ever since and it, it hasn't even been a year i know
0: right i mean i think when we say that marconics accelerates your life path i uh, are not kidding <laughs> but, and we're speaking as practitioners we're not we're not employees of the marconics organization so we're just speaking from our own experience but it accelerates your life yeah it your mind
1: Insane. It's it like I mean, it was. It, it's incredible. So, like things would come up. You know that spiral of behaviors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and emotional body and all that stuff. So all the stuff came up again after my it like brought it all, all back to surface. It was like swirling up, but it was like it swirled up in an awareness. I relived a little bit of it again, and it just went. And then all the things, all the things that I was, and all the things that I thought I was, and all the behaviors that I had, and all that stuff—it it surfaced, and it was like it was like it just went
0: away. Just released. Just
1: like I become aware, yes. And I would get downloads, and then it was like it releasing all the parts of me that don't serve me anymore.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: In grace not with struggle and oh yes oh. so it's, it's like, like you realize start. how
0: hard you've been fighting and resisting your life yes and then once you can surrender
1: and when you do the
0: the, the recalibration you get this detachment this emotional detachment which is so powerful because when you're detached and observing You're not in the drama. You're not responding from a lower vibrational place. You can observe everything happening in your life, but not be triggered. You're like kind of the eye of the storm. Like there's this tornado, hurricane around you, and you're just completely at the spill point. And you can observe it all and respond with love, open heart, detachment. You can respond to everything in such an elevated way, and it completely changes your whole life
1: and your relationships Yeah. yep, yeah, I am so grateful like my i and, and I used to struggle with the gratitude thing I, I, think I made a post the other day I'm like it's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to feel gratitude and not have to look for things to be grateful for and not know what the feeling actually is. Yes. Yeah. I used to do that. I'd be like,
0: I'd put those little stickies on my wall, and I'd
1: be like, I'm grateful for this, or, or
0: affirmation, or all that stuff. And it becomes more of an embodied feeling, like yes. it's just our gratitude. It
1: actually, it, yeah, yes. It's just a different type. way it's of like, being.
0: Yes. It's not just saying the words, right? It's not just a cliche phrase on the wall. It's all of a sudden,
1: anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the words the, the words it mean, exactly it has to be just so
0: resonant and so such a deep truth for you. Yes. That's when you speak it. Yeah. Right? It's coming from the soul. It's not coming from the mind anymore. Right. <laughs> this is so different. It's a beautiful thing. So I wanna I want to encourage any of you out there, if you are interested in receiving a marconic session. Laura Lee is certified. She's in the Plymouth area, but also you can do distance sessions. I'm gonna include her contact information at the very end of our video. Um, if you're interested in learning more about Marconics, you can go to markonics.com and read more about what it's about. Um, or if you're interested in becoming a practitioner, interested in energy work, again, you can go to marconics.com. But I will, at the end of the video, put my contact information and Laura Lee's contact information because we'd love to work with you and help you on your ascension journey. Yes. It's been very life-changing for both of us. It's an honor. I think I can safely say that for you. But... Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can. <laughs> it has. It has. So how have you felt after getting your certifications, going through all of that intensive training? I feel like you're a different person. I
1: I am. I am a completely different person, and and I was already a completely different person before the training. But wow, mm-hmm. after the training, it is. I, I I I have no words for it, Wendy. Honestly, the 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 honor I feel. You're gonna make me cry again.
0: I think. I'm getting emotional again, feeling your intensity over here.
1: That's a beautiful thing to know me and be me and all of me. And Marconix gave that to me, and I will eternally, forever be grateful. Like the gratitude dream. I just, I drive and I get these streams of gratitude and I just fill up with tears because mm-hmm. I was bomb. Um, there is a better way. And this is it. This is yeah. totally becoming my multidimensional self and being tapped into my self at source. You're yeah. not having a guy experience and this and that and all that stuff. Like it's all me. And I was able to give that to me because of my multi-dimensional bridge that brought me to me and oh my God. I, I honestly there, there's no words wendy there's I'm no getting so words. emotional <laughs> <laughs> because you i knew need neither the love that i have for myself and the love that i feel for everyone else like the unconditional part of it it's so real now like it's so tangible and it's so it's just it's it's magical and so beautiful
0: and that's what we what we're hoping to do is really what we want to do is connect you back to you that's it we want you to get rid of all the noise everything external Connect you to your higher self lineage we want to plug you into you so that you follow your inner guidance and with that alignment you are unstoppable
1: the freedom the freedom is incredible the freedom of yeah. yourself of yourself freedom from those lower aspects of self
0: right it's a it, it, it's, it's very powerful too in the spiritual box, I believe, you know, for both of us, it has been, speaking from our experience, right, mm-hmm. so, man, I just honor your journey, it's been so incredible to be a warrior, and just watch it through Facebook, but I'm, I'm so honored that we get to walk side by side on this journey as practitioners, and, um, you know, I feel like we're light workers course: Yes, of and course, others who are really going through the dark. I want to ask you a quick question right as we as we wind down, I always like to ask, what was one of the biggest tools that helped you when you were in the dark? When I was in the dark, In the dark, in the darkest places, because I think as humanity's ascending, many people are going to be facing themselves and they are going to be placed in those dark spaces.
1: The thing that me to be okay with being in the dark was learning to not resist. Because we all have it. Mm -hmm. And I learned to not be embarrassed by it, learned to not be upset with myself and be angry with myself because it would bring me more deeper into the dark. And knowing that the light. I feel, I feel like everybody knows that they have some light inside and, and it's there and it's real and it's ready and it's waiting. Mm-hmm. But that that was it. Being in the dark, in the depths of the dark, it was learning to allow myself to that and be the loving space for myself in that. And if I couldn't be the loving space allow my eyes, whatever at time to
0: help me rise above it you think sometimes you had to just turn it over and not carry it the weight of it yourself just turn it over just turn it over to
1: allowing my guides your yes. guides
0: your god whatever you want to call it the whatever terminology you need to use
1: one of the Things for me for a long time, like my yeah. brother and my aunt and my grand, like the family members that I your knew, soul like, family up there that could help you and support you from the other side. Yep, yeah, and I and I would trust that they would take it from me. So that that was that was a big thing
0: for me. That's but a huge piece of it, because I think our human aspect feels like we have to carry every burden ourselves, which yes. is what we don't. We can we have this huge team around us even though they're unseen, even if we have no awareness, every human being has a a spiritual team, a higher self-lineage, God, whatever, supporting us on our journey. So turning our suffering over and unburdening ourselves and and loving ourselves.
1: Allowing yourself to remember. Allowing, yeah. Such a a great tool. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing.
0: Is there anything else you want to... Say before we kind of wrap up our conversation today?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Raise your vibe. Have a good time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Laura Lee, for sharing your your journey with us it's been so powerful to witness and i can't wait to see where you go from here like how do, i keep saying how does it get any better than this and then briefly, more just magic just- shows up you know keep getting better. It's amazing. i know so thank you again i honor your journey i'm so grateful that we're friends and um my audience, thank you so much for tuning in and watching me cry during much during this interview. Ah. <laughs> Listening to Laura Lee's incredible story, I hope you'll subscribe, like, and share to my channel, and and tune back in. Kind um, yourself, love yourself, and I hope you have an awesome day. See y'all later. Bye.